0: you primitive screwheads! Listen up.
1: I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town.
2: Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants.
0: What was that rocket? Oh, what rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket.
2: Drive the rocket, sir. Does so this mean we're not friends anymore? You you
1: I'm in my prime. You are mind. it cool? First you wanna kill me. Now you wanna kiss me. Whoa. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. All right, DJ Nivus and DJ Nickel. Here with you in the Meltdown Town Radio Podcast with the Hordes of Chaos. New episode. So how was vacation?
3: Vacation was amazing. I went to Sedona, Arizona. We stayed at this resort that is really meant for super rich people, but somehow I got to go there. Everything was just pampering, and there were so many, like, included amenities. Uh, there was... I woke well, amen- amenities. Amen- <laughs> amenities. <laughs> so like we were only there a few days but we get there tuesday afternoon we have this nice reception this is all paid for by my mother's company i'm her guest and um just alcohol is included we had fajitas it was great then i wake up wednesday morning at Bright and early, 7 a.m. I go and get my free coffee and scone down in the lobby. Go out to the creek and I feed the ducks. I head on down to yoga and do yoga. And then I there was a connecting with nature class that I went out and I did the connecting with nature class. My mom had a meeting that day, so I was you know entertaining myself. But the the resort itself had a fitness lodge, um, steam room. Like it, I had a whole morning like to entertain myself and then we went on this pink jeep tour of the Broken Arrow Trail it was insane it was beautiful it was scenic and let me tell you it was bumpy <laughs> but after that we uh we went out god that Wednesday was a busy day we went out Wednesday night with the group and stayed out and just listened to music and there was a lot of Washington National fans so they wanted to watch the games so that we Yeah, made,
1: apparently done pretty well yes yeah. I'm not a baseball fan, but I've been looking at some of the scores. And well,
3: it was crazy um, because we get there and uh, Dodgers are just destroying the Nationals and It's bottom of the eighth, like, and then grand slam home run by I forgot who did it, but it was, it was the Nationals, and then they end up winning, and it's like, what is going on? Like the whole everybody, chaos. Yeah, everybody's erupting and and cheering. So then we're really drinking and playing music on the jukebox and. It was a perfect sports bar. It was called... Jukebox Hero. Jukebox Hero. <laughs> well, nowadays, this is the crazy thing. Jukeboxes have gotten really sophisticated. hmm So, I mean, you could go up to the jukebox and put in money, but there's an app. You download a little app, put in your credits, and then you from your phone, you know, I was asking people what they wanted so to like hear. So are they all
1: Bluetooth now?
3: It was through an app. Like... um I went. To, I downloaded the app, and you could go and search out songs, and you add it, and then it would show the queue of of the jukebox. That's cool. It was pretty wild. So, yeah. I, I mean, we had a really good time. Thursday night we closed with a nice. It was a very fancy dinner. I liked the fajitas better the first night, honestly. Um, they for dessert they called it deconstructed tiramisu. It looked like a bunch of shit on a plate. Is what it looked like. <laughs> I looked at it. I was like. It looked disgusting. I I didn't know what to say. And I ate it, and it was very tasty. It was nice and sweet and delicious, but it wasn't tiramisu, I can tell you that much. (laughs) Um, But, you know, Friday was a long travel day, and I'm, I'm so off. I'm coming back from the West Coast, so I was up way too late last night, and I couldn't fall asleep, so I slept in a little bit today. But, I mean, it was fun, and I'm glad to be home, because now... We can talk about... Metal. The metals.
1: Yeah, it was a nice little three days for you. I know you've been looking forward to mm-hmm. it. And I, I, that's so. one of the
3: reasons I haven't been uh, traveling. I, I came back early from my, my last job. I could have stayed out, but I came back early, so I didn't miss my vacation.
1: All right, so today, music-wise, got some uh, brand new stuff in Sentient Horror. Um Bunch of new stuff from some labels and promotional sites that send me stuff. I uh, got some Togan Fluster, Sheet of Serpents, also got some brand new Insomnium. Also, uh, as usual, in the Rock Block, we got Neko's Pick of the Week. A mm-hmm. uh, few different topics we're going to get to entertainment wise, nothing major and big. There are some interesting things, tidbits about Evil Dead and whatnot, we'll get to uh also on my youtube channel uh dog soldier 70 i've actually created a playlist so far of some songs from my favorite albums of the year so for those that are interested in checking that out and see what it is i have been liking had a new one called uh bent will play it delay, i think uh maybe it's not today but uh october nor uh very much like typo negative very cool stuff I think
3: we should probably change your name to DJ Anubis. Will it let you?
1: Uh, I don't know if it will or not.
3: Because you've been that for a really long time. It may not Yeah, this you. was
1: just a regular channel I had. That heard, was a little but, quickie
3: that you put in.
1: But most people like Fat Samurai Guy follow me on there. And people from Broncos forums, sports forums I'm part of, they follow me if they're into the metal and stuff, so... And I've been passing say, Make sure you post the
3: link in our in our uh, little group.
1: Yeah, it's in the uh, Metal Town Brigade uh, fan page, and of course, you know all that good stuff. Share it often. Yep. Uh, Also, um, interesting tidbit about Ghost, the band. Uh, They have they're going to be working on a new record. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of prequel. There was a couple of tracks that were decent, but I think overall it kind of missed the mark of the first three records that I love so much.
3: I felt the same way, and I'm a huge Ghost fan. And for me to like just feel lukewarm towards it, you know that I'm, yeah, it's
1: like you don't. There's nothing memorable about it. At I don't. All, I, I didn't
3: hate it. <laughs> I just didn't love it, and I don't know. Maybe I just maybe I just like the Papa character, this new Cardinal. Uh, I don't know.
1: Well, anyway, they they're saying they've got some better riffs for the next record, so I'm hoping that. Now, I will say we did play a song from their new EP they put out, "Coming Across." That was cool. That was getting back to the basics there, so I was digging the two tracks from that. Uh, so definitely hoping they get back to what the first three records were. I you know, I don't care that they've full-blown God mainstream and want to make money. As long as they're doing it the way they started doing it, I'm good. If they start changing just because they want to sell records, that sucks. And I think that's kind of what I they doing. I think do that's
3: what it. they were trying to do in the last album. And, right. And they were trying to go to, like, 80s yeah, sound. That's what it reminded and me of. And that's fine.
1: I dig, like, the 80s stuff. They even had, like, a song in there that was, like, discoy. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, for the most part, it didn't really connect with me, so... We'll see how it goes in the next record. All right, well, we're going to start kicking off this first block. As I promised, some brand-new Sentient Horror. You were out last year on your first run traveling when these guys came down. I think they're from Pennsylvania somewhere, and they came down to here in Maryland, played with No Moss. Nice. And Condemned the Infected. So uh, they were playing a house party I was at. So this is, that was the first time I got a chance to see them. Not have been actually a couple of years ago. It's been a while, but... Brand new record they've got coming out. This is the first single they release. It's called Call of the Ancient Gods. This is the Hordes of Chaos. Alright. So that was some Napalm Death. Going back to their classic release, Harmony Corruption. Mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My
1: favorite. (coughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely one of my Actually, is
3: that my favorite or is it Time Waits for No Slave? Time Waits for No Slave. Is my favorite? Okay.
1: Yeah, you've always been like a little more when they're doing their like... Grindcore punkish feel, and you know, they, over the years, they've gotten more to that original feel. than... like Harmony was more of their death note, and then, of course, um, Fear, Emptiness, Despair, and uh, Utopia Banished, all that. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, they've over the years, last. Ten years, they've gotten back to a lot of their roots. They big into the punk scene and whatnot, and grindcore. So they—that's how it, they started with like scum and all that. Before that, ah, mm-hmm. uh, so we're gonna talk a little bit about the Evil Dead since it's Halloween.
4: Spooky, 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 spooky.
3: So the headline is: Sam Raimi teases new Evil Dead movie produced by Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. And there's this nice picture of the two of them together.
1: Yeah, well, I found this interesting when I saw it the other day because, remember, we were watching uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead, that series he had going on, mm-hmm. and of course they put a stop to it because Bruce had said that he was kind of done with it all. He wanted to leave that character and everything aside. Now, granted, this talks about Bruce being the producer, not an actor in the movie, but... I kind of thought he was just going to leave the entire thing behind him. It doesn't hurt my feelings because I fucking, as well as you, we love the old De- Evil Dead movies and everything within Well, it. Sam
3: Raimi said that uh, Bruce Campbell told him he was tired of me throwing blood on him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bruce. That's what the whole point is.
3: <laughs> I think, too, I mean, he's getting older. It's probably very demanding to act in a movie like that. And, yeah. You know, I know they were trying to, in the actress's Evil Dead, kind of play on that he's an older guy, and they made it funny, and he had that, that girdle that, that was really <laughs> fucking funny.
1: <laughs> well, he's fucking hilarious. And, in fact, the other day, like, you when you were out the last time, I actually sat down and watched... Uh, Bubba Ho again. Mm-hmm. I just could not stop laughing. So, like he just has a knack for it and you know well,
3: What was that show that we used to watch that he was in? That we love.
1: Oh, uh, Burn Notice. Yeah. Yeah.
3: He was great in that too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, everything he does is pretty And that's completely
3: much... different than what he usually does. Like mm-hmm. Burn Notice was not a, a horror. It wasn't a Mm-mm. a funny horror. It was like an action CIA running from people type show. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about first. Ditchy little girls. That's right. <laughs> uh, now No I so,
1: want to watch that. Oh yeah. Well we weren't happy with any of that series. No, we weren't. Uh, but you know, like the reboot they did, I think it was 2016, the Evil Dead, I actually liked. It's one of the few reboots remakes that I actually enjoyed. I actually enjoyed the remake more than the original. I know it's blasphemy, but...
3: No, but you know what though? The, the, I didn't know this. The reboot that was released was produced by Raimi and Campbell. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've got the original people, you know, behind it, trying to make it. And that explains
1: it. why it was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, know, I, mean
3: I knew Raimi was behind it, but I didn't know that, that Bruce was...
1: Now, that. I have yet to see the last Halloween movie because that was, again, done by Carpenter because he was not happy with the way that Zombie had taken his <laughs> I
3: love this. It's like a It's like a Competition. battle. Right. Yeah, I'm going to show you my Halloween. You show me <laughs> <Yeah>. your
1: Halloween. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, I mean, who can forget that great, like, arm falling off part in the <laughs> Evil Dead reboot? I mean, that was fucking amazing. Like, it, Obviously, it's all disgusting, but that's what we love about it. But I'm curious again to see where this goes. Um I'm always for more evil dead movies. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy the the franchise itself, so I'm very much happy about that.
3: I you know, I I'll watch it. I I love watching movies. I I think I'm more of a movie person. Sometimes I you know how I get like I'll get stuck on something and watch it over and over and over again and then I'll get go to something else and watch.
1: You don't say. I
3: know, I know. I mean, especially like when I'm working and I'm away from home, it'll it could be the most random movie too. I'll I'll just so I love movies and I, I love Bruce Campbell and I love horror, so this is just going to be something even better, you know.
1: Yeah. All right. Going to go into our next block of music.
3: First we have Drug Honky.
1: Sickening Wasteoid.
3: Then we have to, I can't
1: pronounce go to- tur <laughs> uh they're black metal uh very cool band um that's a new release from them uh on carrying wings. so we got that then she the serpent playing black rabbit uh some of these are coming from the play uh the Here. labels and the promotional sites that I work with we got a lot of that going on today, so trying to give some love to some of these uh promos that i've been getting i'm happy to do that of course but first uh one of my favorite tracks from drug honky it's called sickening wasteoid we'll be back of Metal Coffee PR that was She the Serpent Woohoo! with Black Rabbit alright you don't even hear Black
3: Rabbit
1: nope Black Cat Black Cat Black Panther Black Crow Black Panther <laughs> hey would a Black
3: Rabbit be like a Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) would you would you worry about your your rabbit attacking you at night? I mean, you told us so we have. (laughs) Well, wasn't
1: Benicula a white rabbit? He
3: was white, and he had a black. It looked like he had a black cape on. That was his markings. So, if you guys don't know who Benicula is, he's the vampire bunny. It was a kids' book. You have to look it up. It's adorable.
1: I'd
3: read it now. I right? It was adorable, but we um. We have two bunnies, and we love them very much, and one of them is a teeny-tiny...
1: Mini Rex. Yeah,
3: he's he's a mini Rex. He's four pounds, and he thinks he runs the house. He's probably running around upstairs right now, because I, I t- took the gate down so he could run around more. They are free-roam, because I'm insane, but they're also litter-trained, so it's pretty cool. But the other night, DJ Anubis told me that, uh... Mr. Peabody, our our mini-rex, jumped into bed with us and was scurrying around. I didn't feel it, but he was cracking me up because he's four pounds. He's, like, how many inches off the floor? Only a few. And he can He's
1: more daring than the bigger rabbit, Meg. Yeah, Meggie
3: is very docile. Like, I'll put her in bed with me, and she's like, yeah, I'll just sit here. I'm not gonna jump. I'll just
1: sit and sniff.
3: Yeah, I'll sit and sniff and hang, but Peabody's like, Ooh, I'm a, I'm a daredevil. Whoosh. And he bothers Miss Kitty all the time. Meg, I don't think Meg and Miss Kitty have even, like, really looked at each other. since nah. and Since Meg's been here, and... That's because they respect each other's boundaries. Peabody, on the other hand, has no respect for anybody's boundaries. He's right up. <laughs> he
1: oversteps his bounds all the time.
3: He goes, he gets right up on Miss Kitty, starts like rubbing I mean, his chin on her. And he fucking
1: violated me when he first got him. That so. was
3: because he wasn't neutered. Yeah, he, but he, he violated was, me. He did. He violated DJ Nupus' hand. hand.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty whack. Mm. So
3: rabbits are awesome, by the way.
1: Continuing with Rocktober and all things Halloween. Halloween. halloween Halloweeno for some of us. I'm
3: not drinking wine.
1: Not yet. I'm
3: not. No, not yet. I'm drinking my pumpkin beer.
1: So I talked a little bit last episode about the Creep Show series mm-hmm. on Shudder, and they're finally starting to kick out some more episodes. I actually just watched the third episode today, but I'm here to talk about episode two. Mm. Um, one of them has something to do with werewolves, which is always my favorite topic. <laughs> The other one had to do with a finger, but... uh What? Yeah, I'm going to get into that. So, the first one, Bad Wolf Down, it basically plays off dog soldiers and other like-minded books or movies that deal with, like, how werewolves play a factor into um, war and everything else. Like, it's, it's really weird because it's always playing off of, like, the Nazi thing, so... And it was funny because uh horror veteran Jeffrey Combs was in the that episode uh he was in the guy who was the main character in reanimator and all that stuff, so he plays like the lead Nazi uh general and whatnot but the whole idea is a group of American soldiers come across a cabin that you know they're they find all these dead Nazi buys, and of course they find this woman trapped in a cell. And uh, come to find out that she's cursed with the LeCamp three. I didn't pronounce that right at all, but... The werewolf curse, I'll just put it that way.
3: (laughs) I don't even know what you're trying to say.
1: The the other word for werewolf. Lycan? Well, that, but there's a longer word. Uh, But anyway...
3: Lycanthropy?
1: Yes, thank you. Is that
3: right? That's
1: close. Better than I got. So, lycanthrope, I don't know, something like that. Uh, so yeah, it it plays off of the whole, like, you know, wartime soldiers and becoming werewolves. And so basically, the American soldiers get surrounded by the Nazi soldiers who are closing in on them. So the woman who is apparently a werewolf wants to die, like, she's done being cursed. So they're happy to oblige her but they want her to help them out in the end so they she ends up biting each one of them and of course they turn the tables on there and then
3: it's like a werewolf like army
1: but the cool thing about it was i thought it might be just your basic okay we're all werewolves now but they actually paid home played homage to a lot of old werewolf movies like you had one that looked like a actual lichen and, and then you had one Looked like the wolf man. He had one that looked like the American wolf in London where he's crawling. Uh-huh. So they had different types of wolves, which is interesting. Uh, but that was a lot of fun, that episode. The other one was a little bit different. Um, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's been in uh, From Dusk Till Dawn and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean as one of the supporting actors. But he played the main character of this guy who was basically... Uh, hoarder. He picks up random shit all the time and keeps it collected, but he ends up finding his finger on the, in the street. Oh, and it looks God. has like a big long fingernail and everything, so he discovers early on that you know, somehow when it water got put on it, it started moving and regenerating.
3: That's weird. Right.
1: But it gets better. So, almost <laughs> to the point of cuteness, but so he sticks it in the freezer and he comes back and finds that it's almost fully formed. So it looks at this point like almost a miniature alien, like from the wor- the movie Alien, almost like, like
3: a, f- a little, f- just a finger.
1: No, no, no. The, the finger turned into it turned into an arm. So and it, it
3: grew, okay. T- but it was only about
1: like yay big.
3: So that's about what two feet.
1: Yeah, and but it it had grown attached to him because when it was first like uh, a baby finger yeah when it was like three fingers he touched it and it grabbed his fingers and held on like it was oh so then like when it finally was able to run around you know it would sit there and eat popcorn with them watching tv and whatnot but what would happen is it always knew when somebody was pissing them off like on the phone or whatever so (laughs) the problem is it was like a dog so it'd go out and kill his his people that he wasn't happy with bring back their heads or body parts and then of course he's hit there trying to clean it up and dispose of it.
3: because he likes his little finger guy right
1: so this little creature is like doing things that he thinks will make it happy but then of course at the end like the cops are coming down on him and of course the alien disappears or whatever so you know you have to wonder is it in his head what's going on but it's an interesting take but uh the Creep Show series the thing about the Creep Show series is that so far, outside of the, the Wolf one, there hasn't been too many that are like on the level of the movies yet. Like I haven't really found like even today's episode with two new ones, uh, they're good, but they're more for like the series we started on Netflix called Creep Down, it's more along those lines than it is Creep Show. Uh, it seems like they're holding back for some reason. I'm not Creeped sure.
3: Creeped out is holding back, like
1: well, not, yeah, but I mean, Creepshow show is holding back too, and that's what I'm saying is that the movies were always pushing boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, these ones just look like it's there to kind of unsettle you, but not in the same way. But they're they're decent, so I'm still giving it time.
3: Well, we're watching Creeped Out too, and
1: and there's some cool stuff in there.
3: It's, I mean, part of me for a long time these shows were almost, like, gore porn. They were trying to push it so far that it was... Now, it feels like everybody's kind of backing off because that was done so much. So maybe now they're trying to just really, like you were saying with the the little finger guy, you're like, oh, I really like him. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to really develop something like well, a Creepshow character. Well, Creepshow
1: always had, uh, like, mixture of both horror and comedy. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Like, you know, you got that whole, like, oh, my God, this thing's like a dog, almost. But, really, there hasn't been as much gore or, like, really shocking scenes that mm-hmm. I would expect from creep shows. So we haven't quite gotten there yet, which is okay. It's still a lot of fun. Um, we'll see how it plays out. Um, But, yeah, so... I, second episode is pretty cool uh third one there's some cool things about it i'll talk about that at another time but so far so good i know that hasn't really checked any of them out yet except for that first very first one you caught a little bit of mm-hmm. but at some point you can watch it at any point
3: i can download it before i go out apparently um with netflix you can download shows or movies and once you watch them you have 48 hours to watch them and then they just like disappear so I'm gonna do that next you know to load up my my hard drive before I go out so we can check out some of this stuff that I just life is insane I mean if you think about the type of lives that everybody leads now you know you've got a thousand different commitments and I want to watch everything and I try to just like sometimes at night I'm like turning on crap I don't even Need to watch because I'm just trying to wind down.
1: All right, it's just like background noise. Mm. Fun. All right.
3: Coming up next,
1: we got some Phoenix Titan, Niveon, and Insomnium. So here's some new stuff from Phoenix Titan. Ooh. The accused. I kind
3: of like. <laughs>
2: This is Jessica from Factory of Dreams. You're listening to Metal Tab on Radio.
1: Of- Alright, DJ Nibba is back with you with DJ Neko and the Hordes of Chaos.
3: Recorded live.
1: Well, it's not live. It's recorded pre-recorded live. Recorded live. Pre-recorded. I don't know how to fuck it. We thing.
3: are recording this live. Yes. There is no editing going
1: on. Based on one might not fuck up.
3: <laughs> we never fucked up.
1: We, we're perfect. We're
3: perfect.
1: We're up. pros at this shit. Yeah. Pros
3: uh
1: it. Brand new stuff by like Insomnium and Bells, they toll. Good stuff. So now it's time... For our good old rock
4: block,
1: got some interesting stuff in there as well. As some actually more recent stuff by Striper, which you'll be digging. It's got some edge to it. Ooh, Striper! Also I had the band Platinum Overdose send me a new track, pretty and punk. I'll be playing that.
3: That little little uh, trivia for the fans out there: Striper is the first concert that DJ Anubis ever went to.
1: Yeah. And it was with Loudness and TNT. Mm-hmm.
3: That is so 80s.
1: Oh, it is. It was at Red Rocks, though. So it was cool.
3: You know, in Arizona, they um, they don't have, like, the Red Rocks Amphitheater, but they have Red Rocks. So they they were, like, these are the Red Rocks. And I kept thinking about, like, you saying Red Rocks, Colorado. I'm like, yeah. Anyway.
1: We <coughs> we well, well, just fine one time, like, in the next couple of years, I like find a concert that's playing there and go see it. Just mm-hmm. fly out the right concert.
3: Why not? I mean, I'm starting to rack up some miles on Southwest, so.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, as also, we got DJ Neko's Pick of the Week coming up as well, so when it gets time, we'll dive into that and the reasons yeah. why she chose that song. Going to kick it off the Olympus Lenticular Glacial Forest. Check it out. E Dale! E You love Striper. <laughs> yes, I do. Before that, the latest from Platinum Overdose. Pretty and punk. Cool shit. In fact, if you're looking for a more modern day hard rock, glam rock band, they are it. They're good shit right there. So, happy to play that. Happy did to you, get the word out.
3: Did you know that? Uh at their concert, Striper throws Bibles into the audience.
1: Yeah, I witnessed that. I was a witness!
3: <laughs>
1: witness, I tell you. Did you get one? Uh, no. I wasn't really diving for them at the time either, so. <laughs> uh, Yeah, but that, that was their thing. You know, I don't know if they still do that, but.
3: I, I think that if you have that thing, you gotta keep that going. I mean.
1: Well, they're still religious, so it's not like it's gone anywhere. Uh, okay, so it's about that time, you know. It's time for set time.
3: It's that time. Is it time for me?
1: I'm not gonna really do it, but you know maybe if I just stand here, you know <laughs> I'm thinking of death hill
3: <laughs> I it's it's time for DJ Neko's pick of the week. And this week the song that I picked, honestly I saw it in a commercial recently and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about this song. And I don't know if any of y'all are old enough to remember, you know, the... Tony uh, Katane. What?
1: Tony Katane. That was uh, David Coverdell's wife, and she was... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, videos. yeah.
3: No, I'm talking about... Remember how, like, those late-night TV commercials, they would show different... Like, you could buy this... Box set. Well, there was a set called Monster Ballads, <laughs> and of course, I had Monster Ballads. And now nobody does anything like that anymore. But this song, White Snake, is this love, just brings back good memories from my Monster Ballads. Do you
1: realize I had to go and like actually fetch that from my CD?
3: Like, off your CD. Yeah, because I
1: have Whitesnake tracks, but I'd gotten so tired of that particular song <laughs> that I just didn't even have it.
3: Well, it's it, I haven't thought about this song in so long until we saw that commercial the other, like, what, a week or so ago? Right. And it cracked me up because it was an Amazon commercial, and they were talking about, like, furniture or something, and they're looking over at the furniture, and it's going, Is this love?
1: The funny thing about that is, like, I think back to the video... And all I can think is that Whitesnake was really trying to sell Jaguars because that's what she was dancing <laughs>
3: <laughs> I wonder if Jaguar ever used that.
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. Like, I don't think that Coverdale could have used them in the video without their okay. So I, I don't know how all that works, but...
3: I know this week, and I think last week, too, there, there wasn't a whole lot of profound, like, this is meaning. I, I have some that are very meaningful and spiritual and whatever this is just a good memory i was really happy with my monster ballads purchase back in i don't know 99 2000 and i wore that cd out
1: so when you saw the the commercial was it bobby brown from cherry pie doing it because she had done like all the some of the ones that i saw she was doing all the advertised for like she was a spokesperson
3: i don't it was an amazon commercial and okay. and, and they were looking at furniture and the the girl was like, oh, i'm thinking back to like the 90s no uh, this is jealous. what made me think about this song recently so chicks in her apartment and she just kind of looks over and i think it was a couch or um i don't know a, a table and it's it is this love, and that's just. Well, they had
1: another one that because she was part of three of the videos of that record, and the other one was uh, another ballad that was like after that. After is it, it, this here was,
4: I go again.
1: Well, that's one of them. Uh, maybe it was Is This Love. Maybe that's, yeah. It was Here I Go Again. That's the one I got sick of first. (laughs) Then Is This Love. That's how
3: you know they're successful, because you get sick of them. Well,
1: but I'm not sick of Still the Night. that was, like, the first one I heard, and that was great.
3: But they didn't overplay it. I mean, honestly, back in the day when I was a young, beautiful girl, and I would go roller skating, and it would be couple skate songs like this. And, uh... What's that song, Mr. Big? Just the one to uh, be with you. Uh,
4: uh, <laughs> so,
3: yeah. so like you'd feel real special when the cute guy's like, hey, special. hey baby, you wanna you wanna go roller oh, skate and hold hands? Speaking of which,
1: though, uh, Chris from Condemned and Nomads, he's gonna be doing a cover of Rats. You're in love.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. When? How do I get get rid of this?
1: I saw him. Post about that, he would say, "This is going to be happening." So, he had a picture of invasion of your privacy in the song. I was like, "Ooh!" He
3: he puts up videos a lot of uh-huh. of his covers, and they're very good. He's very talented. Yeah. So, let's get back to DJ Neko's pick of the week. White Snake. Is this love?
1: Here we go. Audio jump. Attention, please.
3: Be prepared for a
4: musical transformation that you've never felt before. In a moment, we will bring you on a journey like there's no tomorrow and we will break new ground.
3: Jumper.
2: Hailing jump from the land below the wind 2
5: Ladies 7 6 5 4 3 2
4: 1 0 jump welcome
3: dj neco's pick of
1: the week
2: From Victoria, B.C., you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Stay thrashing. Tavern!
1: All right, DJ Nubis. And DJ Echo Back with you with the Hordes of Chaos and Metal Tavern Radio, the podcast. Anything But Human, Where You Are, provided by Curtain Call Records. I really like that song,
3: a lot.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. Digging that. Digging it and digging it and
3: digging it. Digging it it well. (laughs) We're such nerds.
1: Big time. Uh, Okay, so I wanted to touch a little bit on Vikings, the TV show from History Channel. You and I were big fans of this for, yeah, I faded years. out a
3: while ago. I you kept up with it, but I just I thought the writing was getting stale. I thought the stories were getting stale. Like I thought everything was getting stale. Um So, I when did I punch out like season 3?
1: No, no. You you oh. were around for at least season 4, but I think I think for a lot of people like Ragnar was such a a pivotal character that once he was gone, it kind of changed things now. Obviously, there are other characters of the show. Lagertha, um, Mjorn, Ironside. They're all very cool characters. Even uh, I can't even think of his name. The other son, the the one that's got the uh, disability. But, you know, now they're getting ready to go into Season 6 to finish that up. Uh, apparently, it's going to be the last one. Uh, I've heard rumors of spinoffs from it, which I think would be good. Because, like I said, some of the characters are pretty uh good and important and interesting. Bjorn uh Ironside is a really good character. Yeah, I think
3: Bjorn could or even Lagatha could have like
1: a Well, I'm got a feeling, because this last season that you didn't catch, Lagatha is just starting to become frail. Uh she lost she had to kill her partner because she had joined another side or something, but it was it was really weird. Um but, yeah, the, they talk about in this new season that one of the main characters is going to die, and I've I'm, i I'm got a feeling it's going to be Lagath. lag. I don't know but for sure, but... Uh, I have a feeling Bjorn's going to take over the throne in Cadigat, and then whatever happens from there, I'm not sure, but... I've been trying to stick with this as much as possible. I'm going to watch the last season, obviously, but it's just like...
3: We had the same problem with other shows, too, like Dexter. We skipped entire seasons because we're like, it's really boring. Like, we, we want to like it, but...
1: And... Yeah, well, and I think the similar thing happened. Like, you have a character like um, his former girlfriend who mm-hmm. ends up passing away. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it kind of changes things. Same thing. I mean, it happened with me with Lost. I mean, the minute Michelle Rodriguez's character dies, I'm like, done. We
3: didn't even finish the series with Lost. And uh, that, was... that happened
1: with me with Sons of Anarchy? That was actually a very good series up until a certain point and i 'm like, Oh, this sucks, so then i couldn 't really enjoy it from that i
3: I never even tried to watch Sons of Anarchy. I know a lot of people loved it, but and it 's hard. you start investing yourself into these shows, like especially some of these shows I mean I know we 're still seasons behind, but we we watch Supernatural. <laughs> And you invest all this time, and so much shit happens. Same thing with uh, there are. I've never watched Grey's Anatomy, but a lot of my friends have, and they'll talk about. Swear by it. Yeah, they're like, and it's it's been going on just as long as as Supernatural has. So when I I think McDreamy ended up dying a couple of years ago, and like when that happened, it was like everybody's freaking out. It's hard when you when you really like a show, and we did. We really liked Vikings initially. Um, when you invest that, you start investing, like, your emotions into it, too.
1: Well, like, one of the issues with Supernatural for me is just it, the storylines are so much rinse and repeat that you're getting a lot of the same shit. So that's why I slowed down on it, because it became too formulaic, and, like, You know the storylines just start doing the same thing. Like you can change certain things, but you know, watching the brothers go to hell and back—it's we've seen it before. There's no. Oh, and they go
3: back and forth again. Right. But I think too, somebody made up a uh, an episode guide for Supernatural where it's like this is for the story and these are stand. And I love the standalone. You know, the one one of our favorite one was the uh, the ghost sickness. Right, and it was—it had nothing to do with the the story of what's going on with the brothers. Sometimes the standalone ones are are they're the better. funniest. Yeah,
1: because they they're getting away from everything. They're they're. Uh, they even did a crossover with
3: with the with Scooby Doo.
1: Right. I haven't
3: seen that one yet, and I'm like, that would be hysterical. Like, so
1: ghost chasers. All, all oh the yeah, stuff the ghost start, face, ghost right. faces. Yeah. You know?
3: So that kind of stuff I really like, but then when you get into the other ones where it's you you have to watch these so you understand what's going on in the story arc. It's it's a big commitment. That's why we haven't really put a lot of effort into
1: And that's the problem with like
3: because there's a million we were just talking about that there's a million things to watch. What were we talking about watching earlier? Um NCIS, NCIS and and Creepshow and it's just impossible how... I don't I don't know how people stay up to date with all this, like, pop culture. Well, the thing
1: is, like, with a lot of it, it's what we're talking about, where certain characters are killed off, and you're like, ugh, it sucks because I really like that character. And if the series can't maintain their momentum with the loss, and that's mm-hmm. when it becomes a problem, uh, I know for people who watch Game of Thrones, I never really watched it outside of a couple of episodes early on, but... A lot of that happened, so I don't know how people were able to maintain their interest in the series. So, like, for me, if I really get invested in something, and you kill off one of my favorite characters, like, it's really tough to keep me... Game
3: of Thrones was a big one. When I was, uh, when we were out in June, we got to Hawaii, and one of the guys downloaded it on his phone, and then, like, cast it to the TV and all the Game of Thrones fans were like, because it had already been like a week or two out from the series finale, and they all tried to avoid anything they saw online and then it was like packed, like 30 deep in this little room, and they're all trying (laughs) to watch the TV together and they, you know, they felt it was a big disappointment, and this is the series finale, so and I'm like, I never watched Game of Thrones I'm just not into dragons and well, I
1: love that stuff, um, and certainly, you know, the good thing about Game of Thrones is it was, you know, basically rated R, like it was no regulations on how much they could show or whatever, and it, it had its all its sex and violence and whatnot, but I don't know. The first couple of episodes, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, I, didn't, I don't really know if I really liked it or not. Some people said you should have stuck with it. You know, maybe at some point I'll go back when she's out doing her thing on the ocean. We tried that with
3: Breaking Bad, and it was, like, everybody said... And people said the same thing. You have to watch the first season and it gets better. Right, I'm (laughs) I'm just like, Can I just go to season two then? They're like, no, you need the backstory. Right, right,
1: right. So it's like, you know, it's hard if they can't keep you intrigued from the go, so... Either way, uh... So is it going to be the last
3: season? Are they saying yes for sure?
1: I'm pretty sure for Vikings itself it will be. Um, like I said, they're going to possibly make some spinoffs, which is good. Maybe the only drawback, I know it's not History Channel's fault or anything, is they try to keep this as historically accurate as possible. So when they did the series, they were that's how they approached it, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. At some point, though, you kind of have to keep the characters interest and everything everything else after that. So I don't know if they should have gone more into fantasy a little bit more than the history part of it, but otherwise that kinda of defeats the purpose I'm sure. But uh for those that enjoy the lore though of this, uh there is a show on Netflix called uh The Last Kingdom, which also deals with characters but different actors dealing with uh the Vikings uh mythology of Ragnar and all that. So it's actually more based off of another character who was lesser in the vikings and so on but you'll pick up on some of the familiar names in last kingdom that you saw in vikings as far as characters are concerned so if you're interested in all that lore and mythology then that's something to check out
3: yeah viking mythology is really interesting because it's based on partial fact like partial actual history and partial you know mythology so when you when you start digging into the Vikings and um, you start realizing, yeah, it was so long ago, but this group of people were far advanced with their seafaring and their abilities to, you know, granted they, they did rape and pillage, etc., but they, they were very advanced when it came to um, building vessels and it's just, it's fun. And then you, that's what, how you see bands like Amana Martha, like, yeah, Vikings. So, anyway, that's my take on Vikings.
1: We love the Northmen. All right, going into our next block of music, I'm uh, going to kick it off with some Sense of Fear. This track was actually sent to me by Costas, uh, guitarist for the band Sorrow's Path. Uh, he sent me this track, so I'm going to check it out. You're going to check it out. And we're all going to love it, right?
3: We're going to love
1: it. All right, Sense of Fear with Black Hole.
0: And you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio.
5: <laughs> That's
1: just a foreskin, man.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys are coming in in the middle of a conversation. DJ Nubis and I are back with you for Metal Tavern Radio, the podcast version enjoying our hot and spicy pork rinds which if you don't know what pork rinds are it's literally pig skin f- yeah fried pig skin and i was saying that i had i, I think it's a filipino thing but they literally take this skin off a chicken and deep fry it like you know pork rinds are and they definitely
1: don't put the lotion on it no they don't
3: <laughs> so when i was when i asked them you know hey i'd like some of that and they're like really are you sure i'm like who doesn't want just fried chicken skin? It's amazing. It was battered and everything, like, off of a fried chicken. It was it was so good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry.
1: No, it's fine. Uh, before I get into one other rant, I'm going to rant here real quick. What are you going to
3: rant about? Should I get out my popcorn?
1: Maybe. Uh, you know, look. For those that are listening, I, I thought about making a post on this, but I may not even do it just because it's so draining to have to live drama.
2: Oh my god! But
1: look, here's the thing, okay? I have a lot of friends, a lot of bands, a lot of artists, a lot of people in the metal scene that I am friends with and work with doing this this podcast and just in general. Like, I just I love metal. I love the people in it. We are family. But here's the thing. If you are an individual or a promotional site or a band that works against what I feel is what metal is about, you can unfriend me, okay? You don't have to send me shit, don't have to do this, I won't be offended because everyone is their own person, I get this. Lately I've been seeing these complaints about uh, metal bands and their lyrical Mm -hmm. content, okay? I don't judge a band by its lyrical content. There's a lot of bands out there over the years that sing about a variety of things. Sometimes it's more important to them or closer to home than say, and then other times it's just fantasy, okay? Some stuff some is... Some stuff
3: is politically mo- motivated. Some, some of it's not.
1: Horror movies. Yeah. It, it just, and and that's sort of what I'm getting to. I just saw a post by somebody, uh, part of a group, I guess, and I just blo- I just unfriend them because I just I don't want to have to get into arguments with people about stupid shit, especially like this. Like they were complaining that death metal lyrics are misogynist and like there's no place for it anymore. I, I don't care. I mean I get it that if you're like Abominable, they one of their albums this year is one of my favorites. They're a band that currently don't sing about stuff like that. That's fine. I'm great with that. I love Malika. She's a great singer for that band. I don't care that their lyrical content doesn't follow the norm with like death metal. That's fine. Quit complaining about it, though, because not every band is the same, and it's not always meant to be taken seriously.
3: We just played Striper for crying out loud. We listen to everything. There are
1: black metal bands that sing about Satan and everything. I don't believe in any of that, but I don't care that they sing about it. I don't care if it's as important to them, because that's, if it's personal with them, great. You know, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I'm going to play a bunch of okay, racial stuff. We're, we're, not,
3: we're not promoting violence against women. We're not promoting racism. Right, right, it's not right, about right, that. Right, right,
1: right. Artistic freedom, folks, okay? It's a big, big difference, and it's a pet peeve of mine when people try to censor that.
3: My mom just got, like, on her high horse the other day about rappers and singing about rapping and I don't even know she was like mad about degrading women I'm like mom I, I, I listen to death metal we talk about they talk about disembowing people and
1: some of it's just so fucking I, ridiculous I'm like, you why have to, would you even take it that seriously it,
3: for me it's got a good beat it's got a good hook it sounds good I'm support, and you have to also understand that the people behind the music the artists it's it's just an expression, and to support them, you know, they're like a small business. You're, and you know, you're supporting their, their venture.
1: And you'll find that a lot of these guys in death metal bands are some of the nicest fucking people you will ever fucking meet. Right? Okay? I judge you on the character of your being, not what you're writing in lyrics. You know, metal has always been about breaking the rules, being a rebel, doing all this, not going against the grain, like... I get it. If you're someone who's like, you feel like you're woke or whatever, and you want to sing about different things that are more positive, knock yourself out.
3: And we'll probably listen to it
1: too. Right. like Especially it's not like, if we like the music. Right. I'm not going to like say, oh, well, I'm going to hate your music if this is what you're singing about. I just don't want to be seeing people trying to tell me what I need to be listening to. I don't want to see people trying to tell other bands what they need to be writing about. It's not your decision to make. Okay. You certainly have a right to your opinion about it, but I just—I have a huge pet peeve about censorship. I—it's a huge thing with me.
3: Let's 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 flip this switch. We're writing music. It's fiction. Are we gonna go after I don't know Stephen King because he's writing about the occult? I well, mean,
1: yeah, let's, and, and that's let's the thing. Think about it. This is—it it, is... it breaks so many boundaries. You're you're trying to open up Pandora's box. Everything. Uh movies are already starting to get a little bit wishy washy with that shit they're
3: trying what well, we were just talking about creep show right. we were are talking about how things have been like kind of
1: people are toned trying to, down they're trying to like not step on eggshells with everybody, and it's kind of like fucking up their creativity and it's like do you actually need to be having women chainsawed No, but the problem is like half of us don't take that shit seriously anyway. It's funny it's there for grossing you out, but like without the shock value, what's the point? And and it's like, yes, there are some important topics out there you can talk about. Gorjera does a lot of things dealing with uh, the environment and everything else. I'm fine with that. They're a fucking amazing bands. So write what the fuck you want to write about. Now it's use your be, platform. Right. Use it. As an individual listener, you can choose what the fuck you want to listen to and what you don't want to listen to. If you don't like a band because they're singing about gore and guts, then that's fine. But quit trying to make it to where like you're basically saying to everyone else, quit writing music like this. That's so stupid. No, what they're, tr-
3: what they're doing, and I, I, I know where you're coming from, what they're doing is saying, DJ Anubis, by listening to this song and by playing this song, you are promoting mm-hmm. uh, Nazis, you are promoting violence against women, you are promoting Satanism, and it, it's not about that. Right. At least not for us, because if you've listened to our, our music and listened to our podcast, you see how broad our spectrum is. It's, we have everything from super doomy black metal to cock rock, and everything has, I mean, come on, is this love? You've seen that video. Half-naked girl dancing on a Jaguar. Yeah. We're we just for...
1: played fucking Steel Panther the other day. Yeah, I mean.
3: right? It... <laughs> the idea right now is everybody is scared. Mm-hmm. They're scared to be creative. or And that's what we don't want as a society. We don't want to, like, pull people away from their creativity. We want people to... Mm-hmm. We want people to still continue and be creative because... If you're just going to be safe and vanilla, you're going to have a bunch of, like, I don't know, my favorite girl, Kelly Clarkson. And she is very safe and very vanilla, and I love her, and she has the most beautiful voice, but you cannot censor like that.
1: At the end of the day, you got to have freedom of choice, and I'd rather have that than say, all of a sudden, have everybody come in and say, Well, you can only write about this or that. And it, it just it disappoints me when I see other artists and other metal fans driving down this road. I get it. You want things to be better in life. You you know you don't you don't want this or that. Uh, I am my neko will tell you. I'm, I'm I have zero tolerance for domestic violence against women. I have zero tolerance to sexism. Does not mean though. That I won't joke about such subjects, okay, because I am probably the most non-PC motherfucker you ever meet. But I will, when I meet you, talk to you, and respect you enough to not, like, take it that seriously. Like, I understand there are moments when you need to take it seriously. But when it comes to bands and artists, uh, actual artists, filmmakers... I want that created creativity and the, the freedom of expression to be there.
3: Let's let's dive even deeper into that. Look at what's happening in other countries that do have that kind of censorship.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, the bands are out there trying to put their music out there and it's looked at as, as treason. It's look they're getting arrested. They're, the Middle East, man. I mean, some of those
1: bands have to hide their identity mm-hmm. just to play. Uh, because if they're caught they will be put to death. Like that's not no joke. They will be put to death. <laughs> For just simply playing something that isn't, and we don't to want that to
3: happen you know. to the United States or any you know free country.
1: You have to give bands like that a voice. You just do, and sometimes it's not very popular. But uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I endorse racism. I don't. But I, you know, well, no matter if I think that the artists involved are ignorant and short-sighted. I will never tell them that they can't have their own viewpoints. I won't ever tell them they can't have their own opinions. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to sit there and listen to a lot of their stuff. But the point is, I would never tell them they just can't do it. That's just stupid.
3: It's a slippery slope. Right. Satanism, oh, we're banning that. Right. Domestic violence, yeah. we're banning that. Um, what's next? Music is an expression. It's an art.
1: And we are a family, and we need to be able to be open to everything and even if you think that death metal and its lyrical content is outdated let the people sing about what they want to sing about. If that's the kind of stuff like if horror movies is what drives them let them do it. Uh, I seriously doubt that any death metal band, modern or old, Actually, took the wrong lyrics seriously. I, I just, I don't see. I any do not.
3: I mean, Obituary has a, until a pet you can f- san- sanctuary. I right. mean, like these are nice people. Right.
1: Until you can find me a band that actually practices what they're singing about and are <laughs> serial killers, then mm. I don't want to hear. It. It's just stupid. It's a dumb argument.
3: Well, I mean, there may be somebody out there, but the one percent, like right. little blip, is not what should drive you. You want to still have your 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 voice, as I mean, as an artist, as a as somebody who is in a band, as a singer, as somebody writing a book, anything creative. Sometimes, the macabre is interesting, and but people may say, "Oh, oh, that's so gross. Why why would you want that?" You know what? Pushing boundaries, and it's okay to push boundaries.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that ends my rant with that. I just, you know, look, you're not going to please everybody. And I do have my own certain limits. Not so much with people expressing themselves, but just because I don't want to get on my Facebook feed and see people trying to censor other people just because they don't like what's being said. Like, well,
3: to DJ Anubis' point, he has he has unfriended people on Facebook. That he's actually friends with, and not in a mean way, but because he knows that all he'll do is argue with them online, and he doesn't want to argue with them. So instead of just anytime he posts something, and he gets into an argument with a real friend, like an actual friend that we know and we love, I I don't post I post pictures of my cat. So that that's about my the extent of my facebooking, but. He, DJ Anubis, is very sensitive with. He doesn't want to hurt actual friendships. So. I, I, let me
1: just correct something. Like, that's very few in between when that happens. The thing is, I do have certain friends that are very passionate about their own views. And that's where, if I feel like that the discussions aren't going to go anywhere and that no one's going to change each other's mind, I'm fine with that. The problem that happens sometimes is that. Once I've said that we have come out of an impasse, people don't take that. They don't want to stop. And then it gets ugly. Right. And then you're
3: real friends and you don't want to... Right. These are people
1: I go to concerts with and I've been friends with for a long time. So it's like, if I unfriend them, it's only just because I need to shut them up online. Like, if I see them at a a show, I'm still going to talk to them and everything else but in order to save myself from saying the wrong things or hurtful things or even just them saying the same thing i don't don't want the friendships in because of that Mm -hmm. now some of the guy the person or group that i just unfriended i don't even recall who they were so i'm assuming it was just somebody who wanted me to help network their music or whatever but i'm not going to think twice about just dropping you if i feel like that you know that's something that i want to see on my page like knock yourself out that's what you wanna be SJW whatever Uh, when it comes to music and how its music is played in my life since I was young I have a low tolerance for censorship I just do so no matter if you love me or hate me because I'm saying that uh, it's fine you have your opinions you can do whatever as far as our friendship or connection is so Anyway, enough of that. Uh, next topic I, I want to g- talk g- this guy got real heavy. Yeah, real heavy. Uh, so, okay, so next, this coming Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees, uh, some of the fan choices were Molly Crew, Blink-182, and Maiden. Um,
3: I actually have no problem with any of them.
1: <laughs> well, I don't either, except for, I, this is an ongoing issue that I've had with uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, is that At least half the artists already inducted, I think, aren't even Rock. And I know this goes against what Ice Cube and NWA was saying when they got inducted a couple years ago because they feel like they're good enough to be in a Rock category. I don't think that's the case. Don't get me wrong. I like NWA. I do. Yeah, but Uh, they're
3: crossover.
1: But they're really not. Um, And some of the other artists they have, like, there's a difference between, say, like... Like, Prince, to me, had some rock elements, which I can accept.
3: Well, Prince is a rock and roller. I mean, he's he's pop. Right. But he, I mean, you've seen the man play his guitar. Right.
1: And, and, you know, like I said, he has rock elements. Uh, NWA really didn't have that. They're hip-hop. And they're good hip-hop. But at some point with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, they want to just add anybody and everybody. And it's like... Like, even with Blink-182, I like some of their songs, but do I think they're actually Hall of Fame worthy? No. Uh,
3: but what, what about, like, Run DMC?
1: They're in there already. I know. But, I have no control of this. I don't think they are either. No, but, but
3: what about their... their the one
1: song, though. No, yeah. It doesn't count. You can't just have one song and say, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, and just so I'm being fair, mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses is in there as well. They have two fucking albums, really, to their name. Why are they in there? Okay. So.
3: I mean, because they're pretty influential. I mean.
1: No, not really. No? No.
3: No, you're going with no? No. <laughs> I, I, I purposely bought those jeans that Axl Rose wore. I mean, sometimes it's not so much the music, but well, the, it, the actual influence on society. It's not
1: influence. I think it's popularity. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at with this. But,
3: I mean, come on now. I rem- Guns and Roses, middle school. Mid- I mean, I'm a lot, I'm a lot younger than you. So they I- were
1: popular. They were huge. And, and that's not saying that Appetite for Destruction or Use Your Illusion are bad records. They're very good records, both of them. Uh but I don't think they really had the longevity to actually be considered. Now, now, I know I'm sounding like kind of like the you football man. horror fan. You're an you old know. man. You know, but
3: but do you think they were influential enough to get their place because? Nirva- no. What about Nirvana?
1: They belong because but, they changed the whole dynamic of everything. Okay. Um.
3: But you don't think that Guns and Roses was a bridge between Nirvana and Cockrock? Rock? No. I do. They really were.
4: No. no I guess
3: I'm wrong. He's gonna unfriend my ass. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> be gone <laughs>
1: oh shit that was funny oh fuck uh, no but see as good as they were like they weren't like uh, the, who is they? Uh, Guns N' Roses they weren't like originators Um, I don't know what the Hall of Fame actually uses as their basis for their inductees but Maiden, definitely. Priest, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pink Floyd's already in there, definitely. Uh, the Who's in there, definitely. I mean, there's certainly some in there already that I think are very valid. But then at a certain point, like I think it just becomes like, oh yeah, well they were popular, so we're just going to throw them in there. Like, Here, I'm going to get you on my side. You ready for this? Radiohead is actually in there.
3: <laughs> I hate Radiohead.
1: Do you think they belong? Just Uh, objectively speaking, do you think they actually belong?
3: No, because I think they're like a lesser version of R.E.M.
1: That's exactly
3: what they are. They have, they sucked everything they could out of R.E.M. and then turned it into a (laughs) bunch of wires. I feel like R.E.M., they're the other side of alternative. Mm-hmm. If if you have Nirvana, they got you got R.E.M. Well, if, and you can have
1: like you know.
3: But Radiohead, all they wanted to be was R.E.M. All the, everything they did, they tried to take R.E.M.'s like melancholy side and turn it into their music. I mean, really think about that. Think of all the Radiohead songs that you have ever heard, and it's. You know, R.E.M. has upbeat songs, and then they have their melancholy songs. Radiohead wants to be the melancholy side of R.E.M. Mm -hmm. That's how they got their steam, because R.E.M. is kind of... I don't know what the right word is. They're ADHD, maybe. They're like, this album's going to be this, and this... Kind of like Devin. This album's going to be this, and this album's going to be this, and this album's going to be this. See,
1: that's a good point, because... I know that Devin Townsend will never be considered for the rock And album. that's
3: depressing because he's talented.
1: And he is innovative and mm-hmm. you know he does a lot of different things and he's been around for a while. So that's kind of my point. Like I know that Europe has the Golden Gods which is just an awards show, but even some of the bands that they like I was looking at their list coming up mm-hmm. for uh for last year that uh they were giving awards to and it, it follows a similar thing. It's like You have a few of your your metal bands, and you're like, oh, yeah, that was cool. But then you have, like, all this mainstream shit. And I'm like, there's more to the metal scene than just those bands. And that's the thing that I just... We have to get away from the popularity part of it. I mean, it's fine if that's part of your basis of your uh, reasoning. But there has to be more to it. And, like, you know, your Green Days and Blink-182s, like... There are songs from both bands that I enjoy, but I don't think either one is Hall of Fame worthy. I just don't feel like they've done anything to really deserve that credential.
3: I'm going to have to do some research on Blink-182 and their album sales, etc. to see. I just know I enjoy them. Now, Like Motley Crue and Iron Maiden, to me, that's a no-brainer. Completely no-brainer. You... I yeah, mean, I think
1: even if you took away Maiden's last few years, like everything from well, Too Fast to Love to Doctor Field, those are fucking uh, quality records. Mm-hmm. That's sort of why I I think they're more deserving than but Guns you, and Roses. But you think
3: you think of Motley Crue, you think of them at the Whiskey, you think of everything. That was the L.A. scene. That's why that's the iconic you know side of Motley Crue. Blink One Eighty Two, they're like. I this is what I think too maybe um it's like the late 90s kind of and and you you and I are kind of old but we I was still you know late teenager going into college in the in the late 90s so Bling 182 was that band that was there and I I I honestly kind of agree with you uh, DJ Anubis, because I don't know what their credentials are. I don't know what the, who are the judges for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
1: I think it is, I don't know if it's some of the other bands. Maybe not. It may not be as simple as that.
3: But that, that's what I mean, like, for me, like, for Iron Maiden, I, God, they're still kicking ass and taking names now.
1: And that's the thing. For them and Priest, they're both mm-hmm. originators, innovators, and they've adapted over the years. But
3: they've turned themselves into their own entity. Mm-hmm. They have It's not just like, you know, hard, heavy metal. Because you think Iron Maiden, you think Priest, that's like the originator, ACDC too, like the originators of the See, first. ac ACDC belongs. Oh, ACDC belongs. So,
1: like, when I think of Guns N' Roses from a short period of time, they were like the hottest fucking thing ever. But then they just died. Like and it's not all their fault because you know some of the members left and they fell out or whatever but they're the one case where like I'm thinking to myself does that short period mean that they're actually Hall of Fame worthy? But you
3: say that short period for Nirvana makes them Hall of Fame worthy. But
1: work. they changed like the whole dynamic. Like everything. <laughs> Like even like even I would even step up and say, "Corn." When it's all said and done, with them will be deserving because they're they. The one, they're the
3: ones <laughs> who did, yeah.
1: So you know, despite the fact that Nirvana had only a couple of records or two or three records, but they just changed the whole landscape.
3: Okay, well then let, let's let's flip it. What about Pearl Jam?
1: I'm not as opposed. to, am I'm, I'm I lean more to Soundgarden than I would Pearl Jam. Um, but I, I can't argue that Ten is like one of the best albums mm-hmm. ever. But again, uh, they kind of just died off. Like after that, you know, I mean, obviously there are diehard Pearl Jam fans that will argue with me about how much quality material they'll have out.
3: Yeah, but Pearl Jam is in the Hall of Fame, so
1: right. Uh, you know, it, it's a we, it's we an interesting debate. This all right. day, right. Uh, but I just wonder though, because I'm thinking it back to some other bands. <laughs> it's gonna drive you kind of nuts. But a band like Camel,
3: I hate Camel. They're not <laughs> to me. They're not good. But I understand their merit.
1: Right, and so like they had this long history, kind of like Rush. So I
3: hate Rush, but they're in the Hall of Fame. They
1: are, and that's and they're deservedly so. But you know, you got this band Camel doing similar things, just wasn't on the national stage like Rush was. And I'm just like. Doesn't that take any consideration and stuff like this? Like I, I just, I always feel like with this stuff they're just overlooking certain artists. Like it just doesn't make any sense. There's so many out there that I feel like deserve a place.
3: I'm gonna have to do some research, but first of all, I do think there is a uh, minimum album sales quota.
1: Well, I'm sure they have. In yeah. order
3: to get to that standard, to get into the Hall of Fame. I think you have to be, I mean, cause we know Use Your Illusion went like triple platinum. Same thing with 10, mm-hmm. same thing with Nevermind. We know that these specific albums were, were like
1: off. Super on Yeah. Yeah.
3: So what I think part of that is possibly album sales and then possibly longevity. And if, I mean, it is, you know, Kurt Cobain passed away what happened during their time what 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 happened the sales the concerts
1: But see that was a different thing with Cobain and nirvana versus say guns and roses they were all alive Mm -hmm. but they just broke up Mm -hmm. so yeah it's an interesting thing to ponder uh I thought it was an interesting topic. I look, I'd have no problem with really. It, I'm not gonna lose any sleep over these bands getting in there. Obviously, no matter who they are, but in my perfect world, for my perfect Hall of Fame, it, it would be a little more selective, I guess.
3: Is there? But I'm also wondering: is there like a hip hop and a rap Hall of Fame?
1: Not right now, and no, oh, that's in fact, why I'm wondering. I would encourage that because I would. Too. It's not like NWA doesn't deserve its credit. Or, I think another one that's in the Hall of Fame is Grandmaster Flash. Mm-hmm. So They
3: should be, like, the fucking founders of the hip-hop Hall of are, Fame. They are,
1: but, like, they deserve their own mm-hmm. recognition. It's not a white or black issue for me. It's just the style of music. Okay,
3: Eminem is white. He belongs in the Rap Hall of Fame. He does. So does that... Oh Absolutely. God, what is that guy? Who Machine Gun Kelly, who fights with Eminem, and they have rap battles. He's white. He is, like, today's, quote-unquote... But Eminem is just Eminem, you know. But think about it. Should we get more selective? Should we have genre Hall of Fames? Or should we put everybody? Because there's a Country Music Hall of Fame, and there's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And you're not going to put fucking uh, Radiohead in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Right. And you're not going to put Bonnie Raitt in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and watch her be in there, and I don't even know that. But, I mean... Think of, okay, Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. She is known by everyone. She has founded so... She is the CEO of her company. She has founded so many things. She does, like, so much for women, so much for country music. But if there's only a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, do you put Dolly in? Well,
1: they they would. They would, because that's the only thing they have so again like certain artists like prince or chuck berry who had rock integrated in their music and blues and all that i have no problem with that being part of the rock hall of fame
3: well this is this is an interesting article i just pulled up 47 47 grammy nominations nine wins she's in the country music hall of fame but she's not in the rock and roll hall of fame But people are saying her influence on music qualifies her for recognition elsewhere. And plus, she's a woman who has, you know, she runs her own business, she has started so many foundations, etc. Do you listeners think that's enough to qualify Dolly, who everybody knows and loves, for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I mean, she's up for Tonys. Nine to Five, the musical, which she wrote. Tonys are different than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
1: I'd be totally 100% behind a separate like metal category and rock. Rock can be both can be diverse. You can but have. I mean, any- think
3: about it, that's why we have the Tonys. That's why we have we have uh, the Emmys. We have Grammys. We have everything is kind of divided. But then with the Hall of Fame, they're throwing everything into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
1: Or the Country Music Hall of Fame. But that's the thing, like, either they need to change the name from Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to something else, or just start... Like
3: Legendary Music Hall of Fame or something? Okay.
1: Because it's just misleading. I just, I find that just annoying more than anything else, but... You know, again, it's something to ponder for people who's listening to, you know, if you want to throw out your two cents in any thread that this shows up in, do so. Yeah,
3: let us know what you think, because this, this gets down to, like, is it the business side, which is the Dolly Parton thing that I'm throwing out there? Yeah, we know she's a country singer, but the impact she's had on the actual industry, like, starting things and funding other people versus... Is it strictly rock and roll musicians? Because, I mean, Dolly has has started a lot of musicians. So, I mean, they're even saying this. I just pulled this up right now. Fiona Apple is supposed to be eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, would you think Fiona Apple?
1: No. And, and again, there's a couple songs off her debut that I like. So it's not like I'm unfamiliar with her work or... She was a very talented singer, but again, do I think that she qualifies for something like that? No.
3: Cheryl Crow. Mm, no. Bjork. Yes. Cher. Yes. Tracy Chapman.
1: Maybe I don't know too much. I know who he is, but uh, she. She. Sorry.
3: Cheryl Crow. Yeah. Uh, P.J. Harvey. No. Lauren Hill.
1: Yes. Separate. Again. Separate. Section, but Courtney Love. No, <laughs> she wrote The Coattails of Her Husband, so I have and I like their debut album, so it, it, it's a really good record. So, I again, it's just some of those I feel like are just more innovators and, uh, but what, what is it more about important is it
3: about being important to music, yes, or is it about being rock and rollers, or do you have to be both?
1: Well, again, we're debating rock and roll versus hip hop. But this is
3: the rock and roll Hall of Fame, and we we put Run DMC in the if, rock and roll. If we're
1: going by the current format, then Laura Hill deserves mm-hmm. it. No, no questions asked. Um, but Courtney Love does not. She may get there, but she does. She's not one that deserves it. Now,
3: is that is that a little salt? No,
1: no. I just it's my opinion, and i mean, just how I view it. like. If you're allowing people like Courtney Love in there, you might as well just allow everybody in there. <laughs> it's just like, what's the fucking point? It, you know, it's supposed to be a specific and special thing in tribute to other artists that are just, I feel, are more important to the scene. Fucking Queen was way important to the scene.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, do I feel like Courtney Love is on that kind of level? No. So, it's not me hating on her. It's just, I don't think she's as great an artist as Freddie Mercury and all of them. So, doesn't mean I don't like some of the music. It's just not there for me. Alright.
3: Anyway, we're getting on a tangent here.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Uh, good discussion there, Neko.
3: High five.
1: High five. Alright, back to the music here. This is a band called Sun Descends Black with Desolate Earth. And DJ Necco back with you with the Hordes of Chaos and the Metal Talent Radio podcast.
3: Thank you so much for sticking with us today. I know we ranted and rambled and chit chatted quite a bit But we always do that.
1: We always do that. I
3: mean, you <laughs> but know, they like that about it. That's, that's what we do. We just chit and chat, a little chit chat.
1: Chit chat. A little bit chit chatting.
3: Next week's question red or white wine? That's your question.
1: (laughs) That's what uh, Inquisitive Minds want to know. No. They just want to know what kind of beer to drink.
3: Well, I had a pumpkin beer earlier. Pumpkin Southern Tier. And then I've been drinking some Red Volution. And I'm drinking it in my fancy little bottle that says, Save Water, Drink Wine.
1: In our new basement set up. That's
3: right. DJ Anubis cleaned the basement and rearranged everything in preparation for us to paint the basement and to get new ceiling tiles and a new light. So that's going to be coming up in the next couple of months along with what else? A new roof.
1: Yeah. Okay. All
3: kinds of bullshit. Stuff don't don't ever, don't, don't ever don't own a house ever. Yeah. Rent forever.
1: Yeah. Stay in your parents' basement yeah. forever.
3: Don't don't own a house. It is it is depressing.
1: It's a, it's a money pit, as they say.
3: Well, that's our house. My parents' house isn't too bad, but they bought their house new, so. All right. Anyway, we're wrapping it up today. We got one more track for you: "Blood Incantation."
1: New track.
3: The Giza
1: Power, Power Plant. Plant. All right, y'all. No, sorry. Oh, you're y'all! Yeah! I'm yeah! I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry.
3: Oh, oh no, she's
1: infecting my I'm, mind. I'm infecting
3: him. All right, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. We've been watching a lot of Kelly. Cl- well, I've y'all. Been watching a lot. Of I Kelly cannot Clarkson. fucking
1: believe I just did that.
3: All right, y'all. Anyway, <laughs> our last track of the day is "Blood Incantation: The Giza Power Plant." Thank great. you so much for hanging out with us today.
1: Yep, great band, great records on my best of list. And they were great live at MDF. So, I'll talk to y'all later as well. Neko.
3: Thanks, y'all.
1: (laughs) Y'all. See ya.